And good morning, 1201. Today, it is your host, Tyler T. Kane Cloud, and my wonderful, wonderful co-host, Mr. Grayson W. Danger Wiley. Grayson, how you been today, man? Uh, not great. Pretty much everything in my life is falling apart. But um, I'll tell you I what. Think, I think no you speak one, for all of us. No, no one was expecting a Grayson Tyler episode on this Friday. No one... No one clicked on today's episode expecting this duo. I mean, this this just might be the dynamic duo that 1201 has been missing. So, Maybe Grayson. it's the one that gets his canceled. <laughs> or, it's, it's, you know, either or. You know, either one's going to be good, I think. <laughs> so, Grayson, I heard, I heard a little birdie told me that you got tested for the COVID. Um can you just quickly explain that process to our our listeners? Yeah, I talked about it a little bit Wednesday too, but there's a lady at work who who tested positive, and so I felt it was my uh, civic duty, my duty to the great United States of America to get tested as well, just be on the safe side so I don't get my little cousins or my nephews and nieces or my grandparents sick on accident. Um so I went on Sunday evening to get to get tested, and um, it's it's kind of like uh, I would compare it to uh, the Japanese putting bamboo shoots under my fingernails, just kind of level of pain. It was like being strapped over the top of a bamboo sprout and letting it grow through my stomach. Like that's how. Oh my god! It's, it's the worst pain in the world, and um. I think honestly, I'd rather have been waterboarded, but I was like trying to tell him where Batman was and give up the location of the treasure. I was just like anything to make anything to make it stop. It's a nightmare. So, so what you 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 recommend going and getting it done? Then is what I'm hearing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone definitely <laughs> go do it. 
Definitely sounds like a great fun time. Well, apparently they've changed the test and, and now it's uh, a cheek swab. So I'm I'm pretty upset about that. So just to recap last week, um, I got my weed eater stolen from my garage. Um, I got tortured with the COVID test. Um, I still haven't gotten results. I've been worrying about that all week. Uh, the contractors at my rental place came to start fixing my floors. Didn't tell me they were coming. Didn't move my furniture out of the room. So it, 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 as they pulled tile up and were grinding the grout and the glue out, it just covered all of my furniture and everything I own in an inch of dust. So, and it's still, and it's still out. And they're off for the weekend, for July. So now I have to go. I've, I've been from Tuesday until next Monday with no floors. And I can't use my living room. And I don't have the internet. And my life is, is spiraling. 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 So, so no internet a, means no Call of Duty, right? I mean, I have to do I mean, something. How? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's been working in the interim is uh, the mobile Call of Duty game. It's actually super sick, and I'm actually way better at it than the actual version. So the transition hasn't been too hard. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I mean, you're getting your Call of Duty fix in. So I mean, it's moral victories, man. I mean, you've got you've got that going for you at least. Yeah, and if you and if you want to play me on Call of Duty Mobile, my gamer tag is G underscore Bones with a Z. So look me up, hit me up, send me a friend request. So, so what you're saying is you're a real hardo. I'm pretty intense. It's a really fun game. Well, as y'all can tell, it's just Grayson and I. Our other co-hosts, you know, they're MIA. I know Jacob's going to the beach for the fourth. You know, he's he's living the American dream, beach on the fourth. So. Grace and I, we're going to rock it out with y'all. We got a couple things we're going to go over. Uh, we're going to do a little little Fourth of July special. A few of our favorite traditions that we go over, or, you know, that we do. Um, we're going to talk about the 2K NBA covers. And this past week, Jacob and I had a very special opportunity to interview someone that we've looked up to for several years, Mr. Sean Fox, the director for 97.7 sports talk here local in the uh, Monroe Ruston area. Um, so, you know, we got that on tap for y'all. So, Grayson, let's go over some of our favorite 4th of July traditions. I'll give you the floor first. Do you want traditions I do currently or my favorite of, like, my childhood? Either or, man. Pick your pick. You know, run with it. I think my favorite 4th tradition that we don't do anymore, but um, – when I was in, when I was younger, before I graduated high school, uh, my parents owned and operated a seasonal uh, fireworks stand, and so things like New Year's and and Fourth of July were always really fun and special because we would all, the whole family would go and, and sit in the fireworks stand and sell fireworks all night. People would come up and you know buy things from you and just be drunk and shoot fireworks and was, that was those are all just really really fun times but we've we've gotten out of the game another we were in a town where there was no fireworks stands and we had the only one and then one year someone moved in and put a stand literally across the street from ours where we could see each other oh man that undercut our prices and kind of ran us out of town so i still have beef with them 
Yeah, I, I, I think I would uh, be a little salty too. I mean, come in and take a gig. And then be, and past that, I don't know, probably just watching fireworks. So a lot of it's pretty fireworks centric. Um, I have a great memory of a fireworks show we did at at my church a few years ago, where as always happens, one of the, one of the artillery shells tips over and shoots at everyone, and then everyone like scatters and hides. And so that's always fun. I think I think people running from fireworks falling over is better than watching actual fireworks shooting the sky. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get to see the absolute chaos that ensues. And you, you get to see who who is an alpha and who is a beta. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like I would compare it to, to some, something like running with the bulls. If you're, like, in it and you're watching these shells explode around you, it's not really something you can replicate. Oh no! Oh no! That that adrenaline rush. I mean, that's that's hard to that's hard to replicate, man. Like I do, you know, methamphetamines regularly. Facing that rush, man. <laughs> well, you Chasing heard it here first, folks. Grayson <laughs> is a big meth head. Big meth guy. <laughs> I'm on the record saying that it must be awesome if you're going to throw your life away. And, and destroy everything you know and love for a drug. That drug has to be super sick, and then I kind of. Oh yeah, you, you have to you have to go all out. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it good. Well, I don't think people go in with that intention. I think they're like, I'm just going to try it once. And then it ends up being super awesome, and then all of a sudden they don't have any more teeth, and they're you know stealing my weed eaters for meth money. <laughs> it's a natural progression. Oh, well. <laughs> what are your favorite? <laughs> Well, my my favorite Fourth of July, you know, tradition, you know, growing up, I had had an uncle who was just this. He was a big pyromaniac. If mm. it if it was loud and flashy and it went boom really big, he got it. Um, I mean, for Fourth of July for Christmas, it was nothing for him to spend, you know, several hundred bucks on fireworks. Um, I mean, this man would get the hundred thousand roll of the black hats. I mean, he he went all <laughs> out. Um, I mean, you're talking. You're talking about a hundred thousand black cats going off. That thing lasts like five minutes. So I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, every holiday was, was crazy growing up with him with fireworks. Um, and it, I'm a big foodie. I love food. Um, I love a barbecue. Um, so I mean, to me, Fourth of July barbecue. You know, they go hand in hand together. I love a, love a good stack of ribs. Um, I mean, to me, to me, ribs, ribs and burgers and hot dogs, that's what you like. You throw in a nice cold adult beverage and some fireworks. You've got right. Fort July wrapped up right there. Um, and I do know that, you know, it's not something that I've done in the past, but it is something that I'm, you know, looking to, to start this year is going to a late, or going to a dirt track race. Um, I know one of the local tracks here, you know, they're doing a really big, uh, two day, you know, feature. Um, so I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to getting back into the into the grassroots of racing. And, and you know, it, I love I love cars that go fast and in circles. And I can have a cold <laughs> brewski and watch cars that go fast in a circle. I mean, what what says America more than beer and racing? So you know, that's that that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to to getting established this year and going going you know going forward um 
so yeah, I think that's that's probably you know something that I'm looking forward to the most this year is, is getting that established. Watching some racing. Yeah. Uh, so if you are, if you do watch fireworks this year, I'd love to elevate it for you and kind of um, give you my proprietary firework um, blend. Well, more of a more just um, kind of set in the atmosphere. Is what you want to do is when you're watching fireworks, play um, the song "America" like they played in Sandlot. Oh. Can't remember what the, what that guy's name is. The gentleman. Ray Charles. Is it Ray Charles? I think I think it's Ray Charles's "America the Beautiful." That, I, I think man. I think it's that one. There's no, nothing gives you chills like listening oh, to man. that song. Fireworks. I mean, just Ray Charles's rendition of that song is hands down the best. If you're going to play, if you had to ask me what one song had to be played at a Fourth of July party. I would say it has to be Ray Charles's America the Beautiful. I mean, you I get chills just thinking about it playing, man. I mean that that song is just great. It rules. Also, I would never to all our listeners, I would never ever condone listening to Toby Keith. But if you're going to, do it when you're watching fireworks. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Don't, just, I mean, just any, time. <laughs> anything patriotic. I mean, if you just have anything patriotic going on. Fireworks are going. I mean that that's gonna get the blood flowing. I mean you're you're gonna be you're gonna be high without even having any alcohol or drugs in your system. I mean that's that's just the epitome of 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 summer. Beer, fireworks, a, and America. Um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite kind of firework? Oh man, um, you know I'm gonna go classic bottle rocket. You know just give me a good bottle rocket. Something that screams, something that's loud, with a big boom. Have you ever? There you go. Have you ever done that thing where you like pull your pants down and put it in your butt and lit it? No, no, I, I haven't. I'm uh, I'm not I that big of that a, I'm a, I'm not that big of an adrenaline junkie that um, that I want sparks <laughs> going up my butt. So uh, so no, I've, I've never done that. Now now, if we're talking bottle rocket wars or Roman candle wars, sign me up. Um, but you know. As far as putting one in my butt cheeks, nah, not not a fan. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Yet being the key word. So, uh, so Grayson, what's being that you know <laughs> you you know the ins and the outs of the firework business, being that you grew up in it. What is your favorite? What's your favorite firework? Um, I might I might blow your mind a little bit, but um, my favorite fireworks aren't really the ones that. I mean, I like, I like Roman candles. I like bottle rockets. I like big production fireworks. I like, you know, Saturn missiles. But I had, I have my favorite firework ever is um, they're called, they're called something satellites, and I can't remember what they're the little spinners. And so it's yeah, it's this little metal spinner, and it has this little rocket attached to it, and you light it, and it goes. And it shoots up in yeah, the air. Those, those are pretty cool. I mean, they're they're not flashy, but they're dude. Those are fun to do. Oh um, yeah, you can hide them, like throw them in the air, and see how high you can make them shoot. Those are the best. And then there's there's those little bee firecrackers that are they're not like M60s or M80s, but they're they're smaller and they pop underwater. They have the fuse that works underwater, and so you like fill up a glass bottle and drop a few of those in there and let them 
in the water as often. So, you know, as y'all see, Grayson has a very good knowledge of fireworks. So if you have any any questions about, you know, what fireworks you should you should have for your Fourth of July Fourth of July party, you know, get at him on it on Instagram, on uh on Twitter. Sports on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, hit, hit us up on twelve oh one. Or it's in two. Well, yeah, it'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow when we release tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you can get in your last your last minute firework needs. Just hit up our our main guy Grayson. He's got a vast knowledge of fireworks. I'll even so, point you towards the best sparklers. Ooh, sparklers are sparklers. There's, you know those those are those are a must. You've got to have sparklers. I mean, it keeps the kids occupied. You can you can get yourself some bad sparklers and you're gonna have a bad time. Oh yeah. Going from flashy and loud, let's go. Let's let's go over to, to 2K. Um, you know they they've come out with their their covers. Um, they've had Damian Lillard, who is in my opinion one of the most underrated superstars in the league. They've got Zion, who is probably one of the most polarizing figures behind behind probably LeBron. I mean everybody either loves him or they don't like him. He's got a he's got a a potential to be just outstanding. And then they're doing the tribute. You know, you you couldn't have 2K without them doing a Kobe Bryant tribute. So you're gonna get you're gonna get your Kobe tribute. You're gonna have a, a Damian Lillard edition and a Zion Williamson edition. So uh, you know, I think it's I think it's fitting. You know, you have have a really good, really solid player that that everyone you know respects. Have a great young superstar, and you pay homage to to the man. You pay homage to the Black Mamba, to Kobe. Um, I don't think they could have done it any any better. You know, I think they knocked it out of the park on on who they chose to to cover the different editions. Do people not like Zion? See, I don't I don't watch a ton of NBA, but I watch a lot of college, and I know there's still a lot of people who hate on Zion because he went to Duke. Um, look, I'm not a Pelicans fan, but Pelicans have they got a lot of Duke talent. And, you know, I'm going to follow that. You know, I'm a, I'm a Celtics guy, born and raised, Larry Legend, you know, all of that. But I like the direction that the, the Pelicans are going. they got a lot of good young dudes. And I think Zion is special. And I think, I think the more he plays, the more fans he will get. I think everyone, yeah. I think everyone yeah. sees that he's a, a, a hustler, that he, you know, he's going to play with everything he has. And I think well, the more so games nice. he plays – he does so much good stuff for oh, the yeah. city, for teammates. Oh, and, just sweet. and there's a lot of – I've seen a lot of people say that they think it's fake or that it's staged, you know, and it might be. But, you know, it's, he's still doing it. So, I mean, that, that has to count for something, that he's still doing it, that he's still – you know, he's paying, he's paying the salaries of, of some of the, uh, the Smoke, Smoothie King Arena employees. I mean, he's – I mean, he, he's a – if it, if it is staged, he's doing a wonderful job of hiding it, making it look genuine. I'll give him that. Um, I think he's. I think that. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and I've watched him since he was at Duke. I mean, the, and the guy has a smile that comes out of the room. Um, and you could watch all the. Oh yeah, and if you watch, you know, a lot of the, the stuff after the games, post game interviews, he's always deflecting to his teammates. You know, he'd get at he'd get all the questions, and he'd always deflect them to his teammates. He'd be like, hey. Go ask him, you know, or he's always shouting out his teammates at Duke. And I think you see the same thing here when, once he's gotten to the to the NBA. You know, he, he likes to deflect praise. Um, you know, he, he's a big team guy. And I think that that's something that will, you know, the more he plays, 
more people will, will see that he is, you know, he's a great guy. He's a great ambassador for basketball as a whole. So, I mean, I think, I think they, they knocked it out of the park with who they chose. So, like we said earlier, Jacob and I, we had a, a big, big interview this week. Uh, Mr. Sean Fox, the sports director at 97.7 Sports Talk, um, someone who I've listened to since I was in junior high, um, and someone that I think pretty much all all the sports guys in our house listen to, you know, at least once or twice a week, you know, once we, when we were at Tech. Um, you know, he's big into wrestling. He has a, a lot of really good, you know, thoughts, you know, as, as sports as a whole. Um, so we bounced off a few things off of, you know, talked wrestling. We talked college football. We talked life. You know, we, we covered the whole gambit with, with, uh, with Sean. So we hope y'all inter- y'all enjoyed the interview with Mr. Fox. Um, look for him on 97.7 FM. They're, they do a phenomenal job covering all sports. So let's roll the interview. All right, and we are joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that does everything sports here in the Monroe-Ruston area, Sean Fox, a director of 97.7. Brother, how are you today? I, w- I would like to say that I'm not worthy of that great introduction, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it because I, I do do all those things, and I have done them for a long time. So thanks. I'm just glad it's appreciated. <laughs> hey man, we're we're all from the Ruston area, like I told you. I mean, we 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 heard you, you know, for years. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're looking up to you, bro. You're like you're like our uh, you're like our Zeus. You're so, like our Zeus, and we're all there, just like you know what what will Sean Fox say today? Well, I appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I got like so. How old? How old are y'all? Uh, we're all twenty four. I think yeah, one of yeah, us is twenty five. I, I got started around. 21 22 at tech and here we are 17 years later so still, is that is it was that yeah. your major in tech was like journalism or no 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, changed, well, so how'd you get your start major nine times uh, holy shit yeah i i love school class just got in the way <laughs> uh, i like the social life um i grew up listening to 870 uh, WWL down in New Orleans, Buddy okay. Delberto. And um, so, like, I would go to bed, listen to Sports Talk Radio and the sorry-ass Saints, and, like, the Saints were so bad. Everybody who called up optimistic <laughs> about the Saints, he'd call them squirrels. Uh, and, I, and I've kind of taken the squirrels and called them gumballs. That Basically, if I've got a dumbass who calls in, I call them a squirrel or a gumball. That's my politically correct way of not calling them a dumbass on the air, but a gumball. Uh <laughs> So anyway, I, I just grew up listening to that, and and one day, I, I like I just kind of always wasn't good enough to to kind of pursue it any further than I did. Uh, I didn't like contact in football, although I like talking about. It. I've shared the story many times where my football career ended. Uh, I didn't like getting hit. Uh, that was not for me. 
but anyway, I, I, I just I, – I've loved sports. I love talking about sports, and that's all I wanted to be around, and I've, I've kind of lucked into it. I, I did get out of it for a little while, but it all the, – the, the urge to get back was there, and, and leaving was actually the best thing that happened to me. It made me appreciate it. I kind of t- took it for granted, and it made me more money. So everything that. just kind of works out. It's a long-winded way to say I've been at it a long time, and um, now more than ever I don't take it for granted. I heard that. Well, I, mean, I, I know. I know. For me personally, you're you're someone who I've listened to since I was in junior high. So I mean, it, it's it's really awesome, you know, to, to have people like you that that do it and go. That really right makes way. me feel old. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tyler! Come on, man. That's okay. I'm better. I've got high blood pressure. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I mean, don't we I've all at this point? Oh yeah, de- decades. I mean, just it is what it is. I mean, being bald—that's not like a—that's not like a bad thing. I oh mean, no, that's a, no, no, no. Once you've—it took me. Once you accept it, it's beautiful. I would never go back. To <laughs> oh yeah, it. but it's, it was the accepting part that took a while. But once I accepted it, I would never go back. Tyler, please go back and sing in my praises. Go ahead, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's people like you. You know that that go about the right way. That that cover basically all all sports. Um, and yeah. just a whole crew between you and Tabes and. And everyone there, I mean, y'all do a phenomenal job. And and I, I think I can speak for Jacob when I say this, is that, you know, y'all are, y'all being kind of an inspiration behind this. You know, yeah, good, good people who who are in the business that do a really good job. That, that's something that we've looked up to. See, well, I, I, grew, really, I grew up yeah, in the Shreveport area. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in the Shreveport area, and I listened to Tim Fletcher. Like, that was my guy. Like, Tim Fletcher, was yeah. that, that's the guy I always <laughs> I'm, watch. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Like, on Friday Night Frenzy, <laughs> like that. I mean, that the guy with the crazy haircut – Always talking about Friday night football. Like, that was what I, you know, I waited for on Friday nights. You know, just being a kid, I would watch all my damn cartoons, and then I watched Friday night football, and then I got to high school, and then I was watching myself, you know, probably getting run over. But, you know, that's beside the (laughs) point. But, uh, I mean, because there's not much to say about a 5'10 left tackle in 5A football. There's not really a whole lot to say. (laughs) No, there's not. (laughs) It's like you have the dreams of being D1, and then it's just like D3 guys are looking at you like, I mean, you could be a water boy. I mean, towel boy, sure. something. I mean, I mean those those who can't coach, right? I mean, that's what I do now. Or, or, or do this, <laughs> right? Or, or talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Or talk about it. I mean, so you're we're either the same a boat, man. Or never was. So, <laughs> heard that. Hey, I think I, I think I qualify as both because I was I was a has been, but I also never was anything. So, <laughs> but you're here. Look, that's it, it's all it's all part of the experience, and I I don't. Look, I'm just glad that we've made an impact on people who want to continue to do the same thing. And now we've all kind of got um, – I got lucky, like, with the radio gig, how it happened. I really did, right place, right time. And, like, it's still cool to be on the radio, but I also know now there's other avenues for people to – like, you you make your own break now. You're doing this. Right. Like, you don't have to wait for somebody to give it to you. Now you can go and get it yourself. And I'm And I'm – look, I mean, in a little bit – that I've heard you guys already. I can tell how prepared you are, and you're you're not scared to be in front of a mic and talk. Cat conversations, cat. Look, that goes a long way, and it really does. So you're making your own way, man. That's impressive to me. I guess there's like nine of us now that have all gotten together on this podcast. But you know, we all started in Dudley Hall at at Tech, which you may be familiar with. You know, uh, yeah, we, I mean, all, we started we started in apartments at Tech. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You know, table, yeah, exactly. Tech. We started around the ping pong table, and we called it we called it around the dud that because we kind of based it around around the horn, and we would sure. just talk about sports. We thought we were on TV. You know, kids still just being kids, um, and then you know, college gets in the way. 
jobs get in the way and they're like, man, shit, like, why can't we do this now? Like, so that's why we started the whole podcast. But, uh, I mean, it, it's guys like you and, you know, guys like Fletcher, guys like, uh, Roy Lang, you know, oh, guys, boy, right. yeah, I love game. Roy, man. Big game uh, Lang. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I got to be a server one time when I was in college. That, that was really cool. He wrote, and I hate the Cubs. He's a Cubs fan. He wrote go Cubs on my, uh, on my tip one day. And I was like, man, come on. You can't come on. Man. You can't Are you a Cardinals that. fan? I'm not a car. I'm a Yankees fan. Uh, He's a know. dirty empire. Yeah, dirty I'm, empire. I'm, I love, yeah, I love the dark I'm, empire. You know, Tyler already like you more. I'm a Cubs fan. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a Braves, a Braves fan. fan. That's, that's not much better. <laughs> Braves. Yeah. Braves. He, he loves yeah. losing and he loves crying a lot. So, well, you know what, you know what, Atlanta, you know what Atlanta is Latin for, right? Loser. Well, failure. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let, let's get on with some things. Uh, you know, you've kind of been in the same light as us right now. You know, we're a sports podcast. You have a sports show. Yeah. You know, obviously, COVID-19 has taken over the freaking world, it seems like. So, how is sports journalism be? You know, you know the big-time sports journalism like you are, you know. You're like, pardon my take, man. They call them capital J journalism, man. Capital J sports journalism. How has it been for you? Like in your studio, what are some things you've been doing? Are you kind of yeah. getting on the political side of things? Like, man, what what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, first of all, we can curse, right? Oh yeah, Podcasts. yeah. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead. I fucking hate. I fucking hate politics. Absolutely. Um, and and I come from somebody whose family was very much in politics. Like my grandmother was actually the head of the Women's Republican Party uh, in Louisiana for some oh, wow. time. And I and I and I do tend to lean more to the right, but. I also just want to be left to hell alone. Like Amen. I really, Amen. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what you believe. That's your business. That's between you and God and whatever. Like I got this thing about politics is we all go to the booth voting for what we think is best for our family. Right. Um, and it ain't, it ain't my business and it ain't your business to know who I vote for. There's two things I don't discuss money and politics. I just don't, I don't, I don't like Amen. it. It's not, it's not my business and it's not your business. So anyway, but unfortunately it has kind of come into the sports. It used to be an escape. Um, it's really not anymore. I don't like doing it. I'm not comfortable with it, but on, sometimes you just have to talk about it. Um, as far as the COVID stuff, I've been doing the home, but doing the show from home almost every day since April. Mm -hmm. because my, my wife actually uh, manages one of these big grocery stores that you've heard of. I won't give them a free plug. They don't need it. But she, uh, <laughs> she's been essential for a long time. And with no day, no school, no day camp. So it's daddy daycare. And I'm lucky enough to have this job that I'm flex enough, flexible enough to do it from home. Uh, it helps. But I'll, I'll be honest, guys. It's kind of depressing, too to do it from home. Like I'm, it's awesome I mean, in theory that you can do it, but I, I'm, I'm kind of depressed. Like whenever um, I get the opportunity, like my wife's off or I'll like, I'll bring puppy in the house. Like, please just give me a day. So I can just go do the show from the studio right. to not be at home. It's just something about going back to your routine and like, yeah, I guess and I've done the show in my underwear before. Sure. It sounds cool, <laughs> but I, I, something about getting dressed, being productive and going to work means something. Um, and I've had the opportunity to do it a little bit, but not near as much as like I usually do every day. And this, um, the show doesn't sound as good when you're on the cell phone broadcasting as you do using your great radio equipment. So the quality's not as good. And then the fact that we don't have live sports to talk about. So 
Right. I've I've actually gotten a ton of compliments from a lot of people saying, "Man, I don't know how y'all do it every day, but y'all are still putting out an entertaining product every single day." I mean, and, we, I yeah. loved it because y'all. I mean, you were doing like things like the you know the CIT, and you're right. doing like right. you know right. things things like that. You That's know, it, it keeps you interested. I'd like to be known for anything. It is my Cougar Invitational Tournament. Um, <laughs> hey, that's that's what I was looking for. I mean, it was big, man. Plugging, it, it was big. Oh man! When y'all were plugging that, I was like, oh, that's God. Yes, it, it it is my. Uh, I, I would like that if on my tombstone, if anything about the show, it's like he gave us the Cougar Invitational <laughs> Tournament. Um, and the fact that my wife likes it and she digs it and like, uh, and I also will say this: I don't know y'all because I didn't promote it on the radio because you guys know how. Oh y'all, yeah, y'all talk about dudes. Um, but the Silver Fox tournament that I did on Facebook. That was interesting. Like, it, was, this, it was great. I had so many people tell me I won the internet because I had so many women commenting on my page because I put those things up and it was exactly. I loved it. Um, I mean, it's like two two of the guys on our team, like we have a Wednesday show that gets like wacky, you know, Wednesday. Yeah. And they kind of did something similar like yeah. early on in quarantine. And they did like a hot guy bracket to see like who the hot teen actor was. Sure. You know how many like you know how much fan engagement we had from women? Like it, why it's not? The, it's, why not? Yeah, like get people I, yeah, another our, demographic. I mean, exactly. And and that's another thing that I'll I'll get into in just a second. But so as far as getting through this, I have a thing, and y'all probably heard me talk about on there, that that the idea book. Mm-hmm. So ever since I got back to radio about five or six years ago. I, I kind of forgot how I did it, if that makes any sense. I was like, I, I, I just started writing down what I thought were topics. Right. This was probably about, uh, when I knew I was going back and I, we, were, we were like, hey, we're going we're gonna, to, you're going to go back into the business. And my boss, like, hey, you're going to start here. I just started writing down, here's good topics and surfing the web and everything. And that's just kind of every day, every day that I haven't used a topic that I, that I think is not really like timely it's just a good topic. I'll refresh it. And I, every, I mean, there are some things I've wrote down probably six years ago that I'm still writing down today to talk about, but I I do that. I try to get a guest every hour, have all these ideas. And luckily that has helped me get through this. And I think I can still get through this for a little while, but what we are missing is, Hey man, did you see what happened last night? And member and memories are not being made right now. And that's the sad thing. And and honestly, from a pure just business perspective, like we make a majority of our money off football season. Right. Um, a lot. Like, like I said, and if we don't have football, it's going to get really, really interesting to see what happens to us. So oh, I yeah. am – it's a conversation that my wife and I are having on a semi-regular regular basis of what if. Right. What if it doesn't – what if we don't have football season and what will it mean for me? Um, and how long can we make it? Like, as long as people keep advertising on the show, that'd be great. It'll be right. good. But, we, like I said, we get paid for having LSU football, tech football, high school football. I mean, I make a – I'm not going to say, but I make a decent amount of money to go call a football game on a Friday night. Um, I don't blame, I don't blame be, you, dude. And that's why I do it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whore. <laughs> um, I, I do it for the money uh, on Friday nights, but it's it's not fun right now. And I like my premise of, my, uh, of the show is I, you call me a journalist, and I'll take the compliment. Uh, but I'm just a dude with a show, and I'm really good at bullshit. And 
the whole premise was to have fun. Right. It's a bunch of guys, girls sitting around. Sometimes we are drinking. Most of the time we're not. But the premise is you're at a bar <laughs> talking about sports. Like y'all are right. around the dud, right? That's right. that's the premise of the show. It's relaxed. Like I think the good thing, like Aaron and Jake in the morning. I, it's a very different show that, than I am. Right. Um, I think yes. they're very, they're very, very, and I'm local, but they're very, very local. Um, they get great interviews, um, and they just got different personalities. They're a different personality than I am. Right. I'm very, I mean, I have the idea book, but I'm kind of improvise as I go. And they're very, very technical. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just different. And, and it's a long, long story about, it's just a different time right now. And it's not fun. Right yeah, now it feels yeah. like a job. It's yeah, not like, fun. Exactly. Cause I mean, we, cause our Monday show is basically focused on football. And right now, like me and the other two guys that I do that Monday show with, I mean, we're just bored out of our damn minds right now. Like, you know, we're doing previews for the divisions yeah. and previews for the conference and fantasy yeah. projections. And, like, we're talking about it in our group text, and we're like, man, we're just not having fun right now. And, like, this and, this and, shit and, just sucks. And I'm having a hard time, like, I, maybe I am getting to that point where I'm the all get-off-my-lawn guy. Like, I know – like, I'm, I literally – I got known playing right while y'all was waiting on y'all. I was – I brought. I was. I've been playing NCAA 14, right? So I'm not <laughs> Coach Fox, me. baby. Coach I'm, Fox. I, yeah, I, it's the damnedest thing. I'm playing with Tech, and and it's like real life. I get down to the end, and I always seem to fuck up at the end. I go like 12 and one, <laughs> but I can't win that one freaking game every year. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I was like, this is too real, realistic. Um, but I cannot understand esports. I can't. I don't right. understand watching somebody else play video games so you're not a, you're not a fan of coach Doug's? I, I i watched it for a minute but i can watch that more than i can Fortnite or that, something like that. agreed and i agree and i see 2k on tv and i'm like wait a minute like i thought nba 2k was like you played with the pelican versus lakers and i got like SKVs taken on with guys I haven't heard of. And I was like, and I don't like that camera angle they use. Like, what is right. this shit? This is not what I'm used to. So I can't watch it. I mean, I know baseball did something on the show, and I don't, I'm not anti video game. I just can't get with people watching people play it, like the Fortnite games either. And the fantasy thing. Like, I understand fantasy football. I do. I've played it. At the same time, I have a really hard time talking about it. Like, I, I really have to work really, really hard. When I had Johnny McKechnie on from Rotowire to talk fantasy football, because I just don't know the right questions to ask. I will say that is a weakness of myself. We have one guy on our team that's, like, devoted to fantasy football. Like, that's what really gets him off. But, like, when we talk about, like, normal football, it's like, yeah, he's kind of interested. But, damn, as soon as we transition into fantasy, the dude's all in. So, well, they you know, Tabor, it's Tabor's crazy. Probably won three, Tabor's probably run 3,000 mock drafts by now. So, I mean, that's <laughs> – See, that's, that's Tabor, a, that's Tabor is our Jake. Tabor, Tabor is, is like our Jake. Jake. <laughs> well, Tabor's I mean, something. I mean, I mean, Jake has made his own projection model. I yes, mean, just, just that's, that's scary. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> exactly. that's how dedicated he is. Wow. Okay. Well, pray it, like Jake. he created his own formula, <laughs> his own algorithm, his own spreadsheets. He's got it all, and I respect him for it because it's badass. It landed him with some, you know, big time fantasy, uh, you know, reporter out there. You know, he's got a gig with them releasing articles. Like, that's awesome. But I'm like, dude, that's so much time. Does Jake like sex? 
He's married. I mean, I, he's I married. Don't care, I don't care enough about anything to. I love. I mean, look, man. I'm just. I'm just trying to get by, do my show, make a little money, and hope my wife has sex with me once or twice a week. Jake's out here making formulas, and man, maybe I'm. Oh my god! Love. I can't wait for him to hear that. That's gonna be great. Yeah. Good on you, Jake. If you got a gig doing that, it's awesome. All right, so one of the big things that I really respect about your show is that you talk about the WWE. So, sure. you know, obviously obviously the WWE, you know, yeah. it's uh, I grew up on it. My mom sure, hated it, but I watched it. it when I couldn't. You know, yeah. I, I watched it whenever she didn't know about it. You know, I had to sneak it around. But, uh, yeah. you know, obviously they didn't shut down when everybody else shut down. WrestleMania was probably the worst I've ever seen this year. It's awful. So I, I kind of want to know, like, what's your opinion on them not shutting down? And now they're it's kind of coming back in to bite them in the ass. And also want to know your favorite WWE moment. Wow, that's a lot of really good questions. Um, I'm WrestleMania was different. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. It didn't feel like WrestleMania. At, it sucked. There, there was a part of me that is. There's a part of me that's glad that they're still doing it because it gives us something to watch and look forward to that being said i rarely ever make it through an hour and watch much of it um i i do think it's kind of funny that and i and i do enjoy their product uh right. i do but it seems like to certain people man aew cannot do wrong and they shit on wwe left and right and i'm just like man like right. it's ridiculous it's ridiculous how much people give the wwe flack but in aew gets a pass it's 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 right like and I, I I do like NXT and I do like AEW. Um, Raw is really hard to watch. Um, SmackDown I forget it's on. Yeah, I tell you, and maybe y'all heard or not. Like the only thing that keeps me interested in wrestling at all anymore. Have y'all heard of Conrad Thompson? I've heard the name. I've heard okay. of him. Conrad, uh, I got put on by tapes. In between, apparently, when Tabor's not watching Japanese professional wrestling at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's got me on Bruce Pritchard. Have you heard of Bruce Pritchard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce, Bruce Pritchard's podcast. And Bruce Pritchard, uh, years ago, when I was a child, was a character named Brother Love. Okay. So, But Brother Love was also, behind the scenes, a producer. And he was Vince McMahon's right-hand man for years. And uh, two or three years ago, Tabor got me on – Bruce Pritchard's podcast with Conrad Thompson. Okay. And it actually became the number one sports podcast in the world. No shit. He does great imp imp uh, impersonations. Like, he's got the American Dream, Dustin Rhodes, baby. Uh, you know, and, and like the Macho Man, like he throws in great impersonations. But he's got great stories from behind the scenes. And it got so popular, by the way, he's back in the WWE as Vince McMahon's right-hand man. Uh, but part of it, he was making so much money doing this podcast, he still does the podcast once a week. But Conrad Thompson is the guy behind it, and since then he's got a he's got a different podcast every day. With one is with Bruce Pritchard, one is with Jim Ross, one is with Arn Anderson, one is with Eric Bischoff, and the other one's with Bruce Pritchard. And and I that is my like I when I'm not doing the show and I'm like drop like that is what I listen to is all these podcasts about old wrestling. And they, they kind of tie in some new stuff every now and then, but great stories from Jim Ross and Arn Anderson. And Conrad Thompson is the guy who started it. He's the host with these guys. And, he, I mean, he's the reason that Tony – Tony Schiavone is the other one. And Tony Schiavone, oh, my God, like, 
he's on AEW, right? He was the voice right. of WCW back. And so what they do is something called a rewatch, and they'll put on old stuff from the WWE Network and watch it, and they are filthy. Like, Tony Schiavone is, like, one of the filthiest human beings on the planet. <laughs> and it is hilarious to hear a guy that you grew up to, who's, like, 60 some years old, is like, oh, my God, did you see the tits on that one? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> did not exp- I know that wasn't fully correct. The, the Yeah, okay, the melons or whatever on there, but, like <laughs> – so anyway, that's that's the only thing that really keeps me interested in wrestling right now are those podcasts. I, I still watch. Yeah, them, I don't blame you. But the, but the other day, like, I'll have Raw on tomorrow night out of habit because I watched it my whole life. I will probably turn it off within twenty minutes. But my wife looks at me without the crowd. <laughs> she goes, "I lose more respect for you by the week for watching this," and I kind of <laughs> lose respect for myself. At least she's honest. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for watching it. But I like it. It's. It's like a drug, man. It's just kind of, and it's just kind of tradition. It's just kind of what I did. It's kind of right. what I like. I've just watched it my whole life. Um, I don't enjoy it as much, but it's still there. And I just, I'm always hoping that they're, they, they every now it's like once every six months, there's something that like, yep, that's why I still watch. Right. That's, that's the moment. As far as all the way going back to your, what's the, my, your favorite moment. So my favorite wrestler probably all time is Shawn Michaels. HBK, but, HBK baby. Kid, baby. I but I, I do love me some rock, man. I am a rock guy. Like, I grew up in the Attitude Era, which is the best era of all time in wrestling. Hey, See, me and Tyler, like, we caught the tail end of it. Stone like, we, Cold. We caught the like, tail end. 96, when it was starting, was unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Like, I, I, I remember watching when Scott Hall came down to start the NWO for the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember Hogan and that, like how big of a deal it was. And I remember with our buddies, like we literally thought the WWE was taking over WCW. So we're like, oh my God, who's next? <laughs> like who's the next person to come down? Like it had us. Uh, and to see the evolution of Steve Austin was really, really cool. I just always, if, I, I'm more of like a rock guy than Austin, but I do love them both. I've got like a, a really new appreciation for The Undertaker after that documentary that's come out. Like a whole new, and I had a lot of respect for him, but a whole new level of respect. Which, by the way, I thought the last ride was better than the last dance. You probably won't hear anybody See, else. Say yeah, I, I watched. I watched the last dance. I have the last ride queued up to watch. I, I like have it the on my last list. Dance, but I thought the last ride was better. Um, probably the moment that you wouldn't think about was the moment that Mike Tyson came out the first time, and he and Stone Cold Steve Austin got into it in the ring. Like, I Hell thought yeah. that was so real and so awesome, and it went past so many uh, – you know, it went way past the wrestling fan. It got mainstream. That was just a really, really cool moment, and I just keep waiting for one day to maybe wrestling will get like that again. In the meantime, I'm just kind of twiddling my fingers and <laughs> not really enjoying it as much. Well, but we, we still have... talk about it. I'm watching it enough and reading enough to be able to have our segments on it. So. Right. Well, that's what – I mean, growing up, my dad, I mean, that was, that was a staple that we watched was WWE. And you, once I got a little older, I was like, eh, I'm not really into it anymore. But, but once I got back to right. college, I got back with Jacob and all of them, and I started right. watching the Rumble and, and WrestleMania. Yeah. I was like, all right, all right, that is, I'm kind of getting back into it. Um, but, you know, just after after Steve Austin and all of them, it's like it's not the same. It's good, but it's not the same. I will tell you this. The coolest thing I ever – like, going to WrestleMania 30 was awesome. It was incredible. Like, that was the year the streak ended. Right. The Daniel Bryan yes thing to be in the Superdome, like it's too like it was so long. Oh my god, it was like seven hours of being in there. <laughs> but 
it's like a rock concert, a play, a football game, a laser show, right. all rolled into one. It's absolutely incredible. But when I was a kid, probably 15 or 16, my little brother and myself were in the Superdome when Sting dropped down from the rafters of the Superdome. Oh, Ooh. shit. And that was a really, really cool thing to see in person. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been to one live WWE event. I really want to go to more. Um, Second date with my wife was at wrestling in SmackDown and Shreveport. See, and that's how you know she's a keeper. Me. Yeah, that's, that's how you know. She was a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, because, I mean, we have, like, in our intro music, we have the call from Jim Ross, like, you know, because you mentioned him earlier. We have the call from Jim Ross with Undertaker through Mankind off still, of the top. Still I love that call. Ever. I love that call. Oh, my call. God. Like, my, my God, God he dead. killed him. He killed him. Like, even people like that, that are younger than me and Tyler, yeah. like, you know, that are teenagers. Like, I have kids that I teach. And yeah. I have kids that are in eighth grade, seventh grade, that mimic that call. And that's how iconic it is. It's well, amazing. Well, think about it. What, everybody talks about the first throw off the, the cage. I, and I was actually at a buddy's house watching that live. The second one was the one that wasn't supposed to happen. And – if you go back and watch some of the stuff on that, they both could have died. If the Undertaker, oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if the Undertaker wasn't standing on – they kind of had, like, the, they had the fencing part in the beams. If he wasn't standing on the beam when he choke slammed Mankind, Mick Foley, they both would have fell through and he would have landed on top of them. Oh, shit. So, I mean, it's really crazy how that happened. I mean, and the fact that they finished the match is still – and I got another thing. I'm, I'm geeking out on wrestling now. Y'all talking about something that when it was good, <laughs> like the fact that the this these things I've learned through this podcast, right? The Undertaker actually went into that match with a broken foot, so to climb no the way. cage with a broken, he had to get shot up to go do that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so that's that's so go. bad. That's so bad. There's my wrestling dorkism. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we've you all know, got our dirty. We've all got our dirty little secrets. It's mine is wrestling, <laughs> paranormal stuff. One thing I like about you is that you always seem to just like be straight and narrow with your takes. We've got some football takes for you, and we okay. want you to see, or we, we we want to hear from you if they're hot takes, cold takes. We want to hear straight from you what you think about them. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I'm all ready. Right. So our first one. This comes from one of our guys on our team. His name is uh, Thomas Pringle. Penn State will win the Big Ten East title this year. Hot take or cold take? I, I think it's a correct take. I, I'm, I'm, high on, I'm high on Penn State. Like, James Franklin's won back-to-back 11 games. He's got to get past Ohio State. They can get past right. Ohio State, I think. I, and Penn close. State hasn't been home this year. Schedule, oh, yeah. and schedule and quarterback and coach go a long way. I think it lines up. I'm, I'm with Mr. Pringle on that. I don't know. If, is that a cold take or is that a hot take? See, uh, see, some people, some people think that's a hot take. I, I think it's a cold take. I think it happens. I, I don't I mean, like I Ohio, Ohio State. State I've never been beat, high on Ohio State. I think they're a little bit overrated every single year. Like to me, they are the Notre Dame of the Big Ten. Yeah, but they keep winning it. Yeah, that, that's that's the problem. They keep winning. But that's a, like there's nobody else. Like who's gonna who's gonna compete with them? Michigan, Penn no. State. Penn State, yeah, Penn State or Minnesota? Minnesota. Penn State or Minnesota. Hey, look, I'm okay, rowing the boat this year. I'm all in I'm the not, boat. I'm not ready to row the boat yet. I'll I'll give you an interesting tidbit. Um, and if you go by the blue trip ratio formula that I've been reading about what it takes to win a national championship, like Wisconsin year in, 
and year out, they have been a proverbial top 15 team without ever having a rivals or two, four, seven top 25 class. So Wisconsin does more with less than maybe anybody else in the country. Are you saying Wisconsin wins the big 10 right now? Oh, fuck no. But I'm just, (laughs) I'm just giving them them some love. Uh, I think it's either Ohio state, Penn state. And I guess jackass Harbaugh can luck into one eventually, but. Yeah, I think Harbaugh gets fired this year, honestly. I think he gets fired next year. No, I think he, no, he gets fired this year, honestly. He gets I fired this year. I think TJ Flex a good coach, but I, I, it's it's Minnesota. I got to see it two years in a row. I'm about consistent. See, that's fair. See, here here's my thing. Harbaugh gets fired, and then Minister and then Michigan goes and hires PJ Flex. No, no. That, I, I, you've no, been no. listening to Nick Brown too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong though. It's gonna. Oh, happen. he's definitely wrong. No, he's definitely wrong. <laughs> All right, what about this one? Uh, I don't know if you know much about uh, North Dakota State quarterbacks, but there's a guy named Trey Lance who yeah, our buddy Jake is super high on. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence does not go 101, but the guy from North Dakota State does. How do you feel about that? The hot take. Hot take? That's uh, fair. Hot take. Trevor Lawrence. But, I mean, we've been calling Trey, Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning. Yeah, I, I don't think he wins the Heisman because he's the front runner. And the front runner very, very rarely now wins the Heisman. I think he's the number one pick. I don't think he wins the Heisman. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame edges out Clemson, and Clemson misses the college football playoff. It's the one game they got to win, right? That's that's yeah. it. That's the only uh, game they have. The only game. Because I, 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 I can see Notre Dame. It's in South Bend. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's out with, you know, uh, the receiver that he lost last year. and Ross, CD, uh, Not CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Justin Ross. He lost yeah. Justin Ross. He lost T. Higgins. I mean, he's losing I'm, his top I'm, two targets. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go. Hot take. I still think Clemson, because that's pretty much. I like North Carolina a lot too, but the fact that everybody's starting to like North Carolina right now kind of scares me. You know how right. that goes. I think if we're if we, if we were betting men, some of y'all probably are. <laughs> I think the smart money is to put Ohio State and Clemson already in the playoffs. So we're basically playing for two spots. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, as I'm good a coach as Dabo is, he's going to have Clemson ready to win that game. Because he knows oh, yeah. that's going to be his coach. biggest roadblock. He's a goon, but he's a good coach. He is a goon. LSU will be the best 7-5 and five team in the country next yeah, year. Yeah. That must be a Rustin thing. Uh, <laughs> if they go 7-5, and five, they're in real trouble. There's, too, there's still too much talent to not be at least a nine-win team. Yeah, see, I, I, keep think... going, I keep going back and forth. Their, their floor is 7-5. and five. That's the absolute lowest they can go. But I can see them going ten and two, eleven and one. Did uh, it's Miles Brennan? Like it, he's yeah. not going to duplicate Joe Burrow's season. It's Hell impossible. no! Anybody it's that impossible. thinks that is freaking crazy. A but, couple months ago, Tyler thought that though. I will admit that, Tyler, but, you thought that. Don't you try I've, and get away very, from that. I've been very high on Miles Brennan since he signed with LSU. No, no, and that's not bad. My point is, he can't be Joe Burrow because I don't think it's no. possible. No. He could still throw because of the system for four thousand yards and forty Amen. touchdowns. Yeah, I, I agree that's with that. Still not. What Burrow did, Bur- yeah. What really? What Burrow did was magical. Burrow's pocket presence—it's amazing. He would just—he never let pressure get to him and just kind of slide in the pocket. Like, how many times that that now the play against Georgia in the SEC championship game was a little ridiculous, but we saw similar things like all year long. Maybe not to that. Well, the Who's the third and like, the third and seventeen against Texas. I mean, yeah. At that at that play, I was like, all right, they're winning it all. They're yeah. winning it all on that play. Yeah, um, y- y'all sound like Puffy with seven and five. The sky is falling. 
Puppy thinks LSU is going to suck every year, but he's just a miserable human well, being. I think Texas is a big game. I think Texas yeah. is a swing game. I'm ex- and look, I don't like them at all. I'm very, very high on Florida this year. Very high. Like I think Florida. I think a lot of people are see this year. Um, so I could see them losing in the swamp. I mean, I, it was it was 35-28 with seven minutes left, and Florida was on the 15 yard line. And Derek Stanley intercepted the ball in the end zone. Like, Florida was right there in Tiger Stadium yeah. with LSU last year. Right. Uh, we forget that. Flor- I mean, Texas was right there. I mean, I can see LSU's got to beat Bama at Tiger Stadium eventually. I am not buying a and I'm not either. I'm not either. So, Even though, Tyler, but, you did say earlier in the year that A&M, the SEC, was theirs to lose. I think I it is. Remember- they, they, they have the veteran quarterback. But I think, they do. I, think LSU I, can, think, I think LSU can go into Kyle Field and beat them. I, I, I'm not saying Jimbo is a bad coach. He won a national championship. I think Jimbo is one of the better coaches in the country. I, and I've said this many, many times on the show, I think Texas A&M is the most disappointing college football program in the country. For the amount of athletes that they have in the state of Texas and the resources that that school has, they are the most disappointing program. So I, it's one. It's kind of like one of those things. Like I got to see it to believe it with Minnesota. I have to see it to believe it with it. And they'll always be good, but I got to see them take that next step. So um, seven and five, man, that seems like a big, big drop. LSU still got a lot of talent. They a do. lot of talent. A lot of it LSU has too much talent to be seven and five. They've got. In fact, I'll put it again this way: Pro Football Focus had LSU as a preseason top five because of talent alone. I think that's a bit high, but. I, I they'll, they'll, they may surprise. I think Texas is going to go a long way in determining the season. Arkansas goes 500 in football this year. I'm, look, man, I call the – if you can see it in the back, like I'm, I'm a Razorback fan until I die. I've cried God, a lot this you. past decade. I, I know, man. It, it's been rough. That's a hot take. I, I do like – like I love the Kendall Browles Odom hire. I do too. And, I mean, they are they're, – let's be honest. This is a knockoff of what, they, what LSU did with Orgeron. You hired the yes. motivating – Yep, offensive line coach who's really good at recruiting, and you put a good staff around him. I'm not knocking it. Uh, I, and I, I like Sam Pittman is a lot like Ed Orgeron. Like, it's hard to win an art. Like, yes, they've got resources, but it's right. it's tough. That's a tough. Like what Bobby Petrino did was pretty incredible. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That that takes a lot. Um, and then he like, just couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Like like Ar- Well, look, it's it's taken down a lot of guys. Um, <laughs> look, like beat ULM. You know, maybe. And then we'll worry about the SEC. <laughs> uh, but I, I do like the hire. I just think it's going to take some time. And I, like I said, I really like what they put around them. And I, like, I was actually reading about them the other day, getting ready for football season. Um, they got some P5. Like, I know they got like an Oklahoma transfer. I know they got some P5 transfers. I think the defense is going to be better. Uh, bumper pool. Is bumper pool still there? Yeah, he is. Uh, they got the greatest name of. He's got the player. greatest name in football. It's fantastic. Um, Felipe Franks is going to be interesting, although yep. I do like K.J. Jefferson, too. I love K.J. I think he's, love um, KJ. Obviously, the tailback's back. Boyd. Um, Hakeem Boyd. They got some big receivers. I think they're going to be close. I think going to be. I don't think they're going to be as terrible as they were last year. I think they're a four-win team, which is better than last year. That would sure. double our win total the past two years, so – so it's a pro. That's a progress. It is. It, I'll take progress at this point. I'm tired sure. of the tears. Uh, Mac Jones will silence the haters and be a Heisman finalist. I'm going to be anxious to see if he beats out Bryce Young by week three. Ooh. Um, okay. No, no, no. 
No, no, no. Here's the thing, though. I, I can totally see Mac Jones doing that. Uh, hey, and you guys are asking really good questions. <laughs> uh, look, they pulled the trigger on Jalen Hurts when nobody else thought they would. Right. Both ways, to, to play him, to start him, and then to pull him. Right. And really never know what Saban's going to do. If Bryce Young is as good as they say he is, I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. And that's not going to be really an indictment on Mac Jones. It might be that Bryce Young's that good. So, I will say hot takes. Tech wins Conference USA this year. No, because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'd love it to happen, but I got to see it. Right. And no, I, I, I agree. What do we know about Luke Anthony from Abilene? I mean. Nothing. Talking to my boy BC. BC thinks he's going to beat out Aaron Allen. I do like the weapons around him. Obviously, with Isaiah Graham and Adrian Hardy, and they always seem to put some some good uh, receivers around. I think uh, – why am I – the tailback, why am I drawing a blank? Either way, I, I think they do have a pretty favorable schedule non-conference-wise. I just think they lost a lot off last year's team, not knowing what, not knowing enough about Luke Anthony and just knowing with that, with, with that school, which I love, I got to see it first to believe it. Skip has done everything but that it just right. doesn't feel like this yeah. is the year. But, hey, make it to seven straight bowl games and then, I think, compete for the, the title next year. Just like the I Cowboys, got, they need to pay Dak. Tech yeah. needs to pay Skip. That's all I'm saying. I do have a question yep. for you. Okay. Do you do you think we'll look back at the end of the year and miss Jamar? I know he's been a polarizing figure that you either love him or hate him. Yeah. But do you think we'll miss him? Yes, I do. Jamar, Jane, we'll put it this way. I think we're talking about a really, really special season. If I mean, it was already good. If Jamar plays yeah. one of those two games against UAB or Marshall, maybe both, yep. Tech wins at least one of those two games. Yep. yep. He got better. He got significantly better, I think, his last year. I think his sophomore year, because he had so much height, Skip put a lot of that on him. He tried too hard. The junior year was just maddeningly inconsistent. I don't know what it is. He always seemed to play his best in a bowl game. Yeah. And so this past year. But, yeah, I think it's awfully hard to – yeah, you're going to miss a guy who got that much time. And, I mean, I think he's going to make at least a practice squad of the Patriots. I, I agree. Because what other quarterback do they have besides Brian Moyer and Jarrett Stidham? That's it. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got the work out of Michigan State. But I think Jamar could beat him out. This is for all the Aints fans that listen to us. I'm a sorry-ass Cowboys fan. I'll take that to I, my grave. I picked up on that. I just ignored it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saints win the Super Bowl this year. Got to. Super Have to? Have to. I mean, that's, it's all on this. Everything that they've kept getting up off the mat, more impressive than anybody. Like, everybody's like, how do they do it? How can they come back after this heartbreaker? And they did. Right. Every time they got – and people – like, people call – a disappointment, but once you're, like they they they're let down. It's like once you're in the playoffs period, like I grew up when making the playoffs was a huge like making it once was a huge deal because they just didn't. The fact that they've been a perennial playoff team shows me they're one of the best teams in college football. I mean college football, they played like it sometimes in the postseason. <laughs> uh, they put themselves once you're in the playoffs, you're in the mix. They if you look back, I, I think Minnesota pretty much the Saints still had their chances to win, don't get me wrong. But that was the first one where, like, eh, you kind of tip your cap to Minnesota. But it still took some breaks. And it was still a – I think I think it should have been offensive pass interference on, on Rudolph. Now, that said, don't give up the 50-yard bomb before that. Right. 
they did do that. But they've just had some really, really bad breaks. Drew Brees doesn't fumble the football all year. They're driving in the fourth quarter, and he fumbles the football. What a time to have your first turnover. Um, The Minnesota Miracle, the no call. And everybody, well, they had a chance in overtime. It wouldn't have gone to overtime. That's why people are mad. It should have never been in overtime. Right. They would have been able to to drain the clock, the game. They kick a field goal, no time left. They're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you go back to 2011. I think that was maybe one of their better teams ever. I think they, I think they steamroll the Giants if they don't lose to the. Uh, they had them in the dome. They they steamroll the Giants if they don't lose to the 49ers. Uh, they've just had some really, really tough breaks. I know it's been an un, a, a tough off season. I do think this is Breeze last year, but I actually think through all this, it's going to galvanize them and the roster's there. If they don't make the Super Bowl, it will be considered a disappointment. And I know Tyler's a Braves fan. The Saints will be kind of like the Braves in the 90s. That's not a shot. You've just been really, really good, but you've only got yeah. one championship to, to show for it. I hear that. I think that's a very good analogy because they because like the Braves in the 90s, I mean, they had they had everything. Everything. And, and the Saints had everything. It's just can they put it together? Uh I'm ho- I, I I am an alt. I got into this line of work to be to talk about the Saints. I I, I genuinely it's unhealthy. I love, it. <laughs> but I'm also a realist. Um, it's, it it really is their Super Bowl or bust. If it's if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I'm just saying make it. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's been a failure. All right, so that's all the takes we have. Uh, last two questions. We got some weather okay. rolling in, so I'm gonna try and fire them off at you. But all right. uh. Favorite sports movie of all time, whether it be a comedy, whether it be a drama, whether it be action, favorite sports movie of all time. And if you say Rocky, I'm hanging up right now. No, 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 it's not Rocky. Okay, good. I like Rocky more than Rudy. I hate Rudy. Fair enough. Um, It's either – I love the realism of the program and – Love the program. uh, And Blue Chips. But I would probably go – because I'm on like this Charlie Sheen two-and-a-half men kick. Uh, if I get divorced, I want to live his life. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, go with Major League 1 and 2. Which yeah. one do you like better, Major League 1 or 2? If you had to choose one. Yeah. I think I like 2 more than 1. Ooh. Okay. But not by much. It's close. By, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, one of the staples we have on our Friday show is we like to have a meal of the week. And it's a meal that, you know, either our guest or one of our hosts, you know, we tell us and we'll talk about it the very next week. But what's your favorite meal, either that your mama cooked, your dad cooked, your wife cooks, you know, what, what is your favorite meal and what alcoholic drink do you want to pair with it? Okay, well, I'm, that, that should be easy. I am a bourbon, any kind, okay. slash whiskey. I mean, I'll go from Makers to Buffalo. I think Buffalo Trace for the money is um i mean you want to go high dollar eagle rare i think is i say high dollar on 50 bucks or more so that's high dollar for me um <laughs> i think makers i mean are you drinking it on the rocks you drink i'm a mixer okay uh so any kind of whiskey let's go with makers all right i love pasta i really love like spaghetti stuff like chicken parmesan and stuff like that but i will go because my wife doesn't cook often the when the moon strikes or the, the mood hits and she does cook, she makes an unbelievable shrimp and grits. But the, Ooh, to the point where it's so good. good, I can't eat it at a restaurant. It's that good. So she took Paula Dean's 
cheese grit recipe and paired it with Ruth Chris barbecue shrimp recipe. All right. And put the barbecue shrimp on like this unbelievable cheese grits. It's like, I think every bite's about a thousand calories. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So it's Tyler, unbelievable. Tyler, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Are we doing Sherman grits? I think we are. I think we have to at this point. Yeah. So there you go. The bar, the, I mean, but the barbecue shrimping, I mean, it's, it's on point boys. It really is. The only, the only other thing I'm going to leave you with about sports, and I, I want you to plug this on your show. Uh, we okay. had an interview last week. It's a guy uh, named Anthony Serbo. He created his own sports league. He's got a minor league out in Arizona. It's called okay. All Ball. He okay. combines basketball, handball, soccer, and basketball – or, I'm sorry, handball, soccer, basketball, and football all into one sport. You can score up from two to ten points on every possession. Okay. And it's bad freaking ass. Send me the info. I will. I'd Dude, like it's, it's electric. It. it really is. And he was talking to us, and, like, he's so passionate about this sport. He allows PEDs in the sport. Like, it's, it's amazing. Did he, like – was he inspired by basketball? Maybe so. <laughs> That's what Maybe I was so. to ask him. <laughs> to ask him yeah. First of all, basketball is one of those timeless movies of all time. I love that. I, gotta, I have a feeling, like, his idea started over – uh, some alcoholic beverages are maybe stronger, but hey, I'm, I'm down. I'm down to listen to, to to hear about it for sure. We need content these days. Hell, hell yeah, dude! No, yes. he's like, and he's yes. super open for interviews. I'll send you his. I'll send you his yeah, contact. Send me his info. That guy's sure. awesome. Like he's a, sure. he's a, you know, he's he's super passionate about it. He got the idea from his kids playing sports growing up. They're all down for it. He helps him build up the league, and you know, we're trying to get it over here in Louisiana. So if, if we people get it are passionate, if people it, are passionate about it, it goes a long way and it sells you on it. So exactly. If you have one final take for this year's football season, what is it going to be? A take that you stand by. It's going to happen. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. That's all How's I need that? to hear. That's all I need to hear. That is I all I need to hear. I don't know how and what form, but it's going to happen some way. That is all. I don't know if it's going to be late, but I think we're going to have some form of a football season. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Fox has just put football season into existence. You heard it here first. Which it's means gonna it's happen. not going to happen, and I apologize. Damn it, Fox. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, it was awesome. Enjoy talking again, to you. Sure. Thanks. you know, we'll we'll definitely be, work, we'll be, we'll be guests you. on your show. You'll be our recurring guest, and we're excited. You know how to get me. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, sir. Boys. All right, brother. We appreciate it. See you, bud. You got yes, it. Wow. What a great interview. That was just – man, that was great. hope we have him back on for sure. That was, you know, I know we had Anthony on last week, and that was a phenomenal interview. So, you know, we know we're 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 doing our we're doing our due diligence. Jacob's getting some really good interviews set up for us. Um, you know, just thank you to all the guys that you know that have that have agreed to do interviews with us. You know, we really appreciate it. So, Grayson, um, I know you've got a few words that you want to say. Um, you know, so. Well, I do think it's important, you know, in the spirit of thanking people and. Uh, the holiday that we're all about to celebrate. Um, I think that, I mean, it's not really Memorial Day, but I think that some of that same spirit applies to you. And uh, the things we get to enjoy and the freedoms that we have, and even in the midst of, you know, these current conflicts and turmoil and, and almost sort of a changing of the, of the guards, even you know, even in these really troubled times, and even the you know the pandemic we're going through. Personally, I think that this is the the greatest conflict. I'm sure you could have an argument in 
some other direction. But I think this is the greatest country, and I think that um, we have some of the greatest people who live here who, you know, have served it and have fought for it. And I do think it's very important to remember those people and to, when we see those people to approach them and let them know that we are grateful. Uh, I'm guilty a lot of times being in service when in, in uniform just walk past and hear these snips I've make a conscious effort to shake their maybe not shake their hand right now but you know to to show them that, that they are appreciated. Yeah I so, think I think that's I think that's really well said. You know um like you said this isn't Memorial Day but I do think it is a good opportunity, a good you know, we should do it a few times a year, um, but like you said, we should we should do it every day. Um, you know, thank our men and women in uniform. Um, you know, for for late for making the ultimate sacrifices to to do things that we love, like this podcast, or you know, just celebrate. You know, just live. Um, so yeah, I think you know, no matter what you think, this is a great country. Um, I'm proud to be American. I know you're proud to be American. Um, so with that being said. For my co-host, Grayson, um, at 12 One Sports, I ask you to go listen to our other platforms, you know, the Friday show, obviously this one, the greatest show that we have, the Wednesday show, where it gets wild and wacky, and our Monday show, where they cover football, cover sports, great shows. So, for the rest of the guys in the 1201 Sports Network, where we are red, white, and better than you, also remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right. Peace. Yes, it is.